Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. Hey, we're in the process of tracking down, uh, well, our upcoming guest. We are so excited. Dr. Royson will be joining us here in a moment. If you've listened to the last show, you heard us talk with Char Barrett about ceremonies, rituals, especially, you know, around um, making our transition. I want to welcome everybody to the Dr. Pat Show. I'm your host, Dr. Pat Basile. Benny Mathers joining me here today. What's up? He's a producer. I, I shared, Benny, three songs. Now, I didn't hear from you about what songs you would like, but... They, I honestly definitely be different than mine. Yeah, I haven't given it much thought to be honest. It mm-hmm. would be it'd, it'd probably take a while. I'm pretty into my music. I mean, I've got quite yes, a, an extensive are. library, so that would take a while. Yeah. I, I'd really honestly have to take a day to do it. I thought for me, and we're talking about what music would you want to play at your celebration or ritual after you make your transition, and you know, and I thought for a minute that um, doesn't have anything to do with Dr. Michael Royson joining us here today, but we were talking to Shar because that's the work she does creates amazing ceremonies. And so I, you know, I, I was asked the question about what would the music be? And I said, there are three songs that come to mind. The first song that comes to mind is, of course, Christina Aguilera's Beautiful. And Benny knows how much I love that song. We've played it a number We've of played times. it a million times. Significant for you. Yeah, and it's very significant for me. And what, you know, what I've learned to have my life be about, to this second part of it. The second th- song, I think I little shocked you a little bit about it, Benny, don't you think? Uh, well. Do you think? The actual person? You mean the artist the and the song? song? Well, after viewing the video right, right away, right. it was it took me by surprise. Actually, it well, didn't shock me. I'm like, whoa. Okay, so my we can get into this, one of my yeah. all time favorite songs, which to me is one of the most beautiful songs about love that I personally have ever heard, and it is Juice Newton's song, and it's called "The Sweetest Thing." And Benny, you just brought it up. Yeah, if you guys get a chance, if you're at your desk, take a little, you know, water break. Go to YouTube, go online, type in Juice Newton, the sweetest thing video. And it's the original 1982 video. And it's got the little clicker dude in the very beginning, you know, of the, of the it's called, uh, what is it, like a whiteboard? You know, it's got the Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's the official, like, you know, rolling, let's roll the tape, you know. And uh, the opening scene is, of course, you know, it's kind of a flyby shot coming into, I believe, New York. Looks yeah, like it looks York. like New York. Okay, I'm I'm unfamiliar with that area, so I will mm-hmm. go with you on the yep. uh, you know geographic location. But literally, the first scene is a guy at hot dog cart. Now, Pat, you've are you're quite familiar with your hot dog days? I am. I used to sell hot dogs. Yeah, and it is interesting because I didn't know that about the video. But the song is the sweetest thing I've ever known. You can get the ringtone. The video's up. But let's play a little bit of it. In the morning, that old sleep still in your eyes. I remember all the laughter and the tears we shared last night. And as we lie here, your 
That right there is the scene in the carriage ride throughout the park. Wow. So, wow. Have, you, have you done that? I have done that. It's one See, of my favorite things to do. Synonymous. What do you think about this song? I mean, I love this song. I mean, this is—I haven't actually heard it for a while uh, because I actually have the album. <laughs> I have the what do you call it? Vinyl. The LP. The vinyl, and I should actually download the MP3 of it. Um, but let me just, for those of you that are listening, I mean, we got to talk about a couple of different songs. Now, I don't know if Benny has been able to, I don't know where we are with Dr. Royson either, but we're still trying to track okay. him down. Yep. Why don't we play my third song? If you can bring it up. And this is the song that when I said, I would like to hear sympathy for the devil by the Rolling Stones, everybody around me said, no, we're not playing that song. And it then happens. I had to explain myself. But this is a third song that I don't want organ music at my funeral. OK, I don't want organ music. I want this. Dr. Pat want to listen to 
a song like The Sweetest Thing. Because it's Mick Jagger. And then Mick Jagger. And that was one of the original videos done in, what, 68, 69? 68 is what it says. It's a live version, so I'm right. looking for the other one. So what's interesting about that song, and boy, now we're going to get a little information about Dr. Pat, aren't we? What's interesting about that, that song and why that song meant so much to me early on in my life was it was a reminder, and, and I did not have the language that I'm going to use right now. Uh, because I, I didn't, I wasn't on the journey that I'm on right now. And honestly, I wake up every day grateful for, uh, Belcor terminating my employment to give me the opportunity to have a different life. Wow. Amazing. But when that song came out, I thought, and actually, uh, there was a version of that song that went with, uh, Ann Rice's interview with the vampire at the end, I think. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. Didn't know and that. so uh, the song, talks about in a lot of ways what we call the devil now if you if you want to talk about you know call jung you know you'll talk about the shadow or the dark night of the soul or you'll talk about those times in life where we get faced with choices and you know what are the voices that we hear that will pull us towards the positive abundant universal law of joy and prosperity we hear that voice but then we also hear the voice that will tempt us that will have us perhaps uh I just had this experience yesterday with someone, you know, use a bus ticket on a bus that was already used, but try to fake the bus driver out. I mean, that's a small thing. Mm -hmm. But the point is, what is the other voice? You know, is it the voice that would have you do something in your life that really isn't the true nature of who you are? So that song is uh, a very interesting song by Mick Jagger. And it talks about from the perspective, I'm Lucifer. How many times have we heard voices uh, in our minds that aren't necessarily, quote, the devil as we think about from a Christian point of view, but the voice in our lives that would tell us we're less than, that would tell us that we're not good enough, that would have us take a path that we don't really want to take. You know, in a Native American tradition, you know, and indigenous people, they talk about coyote. As a matter of fact, I just had this conversation with someone about the power of coyote, the trickster. And when the trickster visits me, and as a matter of fact, he's, he's actually pulled out a cot in my, in my house recently where they want, you know, you, you get the voice of this is, this is not, this is not what your life is about. You can't have that. You know, you lost your job. You're like a loser. You're too old. I had this conversation this morning, uh, with Linda. You know, uh, you know, you're too old to get another job. And, you know, and, and what's interesting is, I had an HR friend, you, you know, come on the phone and say, you know what, what's going on right now is industries are hiring people that have been around the gate once or twice. You know, they want the experience. They need to bring people in. And so we've now not have that conversation as much. But the voice in our heads would say, you're too old. You're too fat. You're too short. You're too this. You're not enough. And I want to say, when you hear this song, I hope you remember this it's just a voice. You have the power to choose. You have a power to live your life. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, we've got more of the Dr. Pat show for you. And we are going to kick it up. We'll kick it, kick it, kick it with Dr. Bonnie Henry. Yeah. Ah, advice from a physician who chased bugs. We'll be right back with the show. When Jesus Christ had his moment down pain. Me damn sure the pilot 
washed his hands to seal his face. Pleased to meet you. Hope you guessed my name. You heard about it last year. You even thought about entering, but didn't. Now, life is giving you a second chance. Announcing your second chance to change from the inside out with Dr. Pat's 2010 Holistic Makeover. So get on board. Winners will embark on a journey to make powerful change with the help and support of an entire team of coaches. Want to be a winner? Fill out the survey and tell your inspired story and how you plan to pay it forward. Go to drpatsmakeover.com. That's drpatsmakeover.com. So how many times have you said, I need to quit smoking? How many times have you tried to quit smoking only to fail? How many times a day are you smoking and wishing you weren't? This is Cheryl Manchester from Positive Changes Hypnosis, where we help you to become smoke-free for life. Take on the habits of a non-smoker, not an ex-smoker. Our clients tell us they simply lose the desire for the cigarette. Become stress-free and relaxed. Lose or maintain weight at the same time and effortlessly take back control. Andy Castle quit his 15-year smoking habit and has been smoke-free for over a year. Jane Penrod quit smoking after smoking three packs a day for 50 years. Yes, it works. Make a lasting change in your life. Call Positive Changes in Bellevue at 888-311-7157 to schedule a free consultation. That number again is 888-311-7157. Are you in constant pain and tired of taking pain pills? At Holistique Medical Center, our physicians listen, examine, and find the root cause of your pain. Comprehensive, non-invasive, scientific, and energy-based natural therapies do exist to treat your pain and its root cause. Contact Holistique Medical Center to transform your life. Call 425-451-0404 or on the web at drdarvish.com. That's D-R-D-A-R-V-I-S-H.com. How would you like increased health and vitality? Would you like relief from acute or chronic health issues? How would you like to avoid the onset of disease as well as slow the aging process? Would you like relief from allergy, weight, and digestive issues? This is all possible through a simple, safe, and natural technique. Whether you seek relief from health issues or desire to live at your optimum health and vitality, contact reflex analysis is a profound method which detects imbalances at a subclinical level, restoring health issues before they arise while increasing vitality and longevity. Discover CRA. Hi, I'm Mary Jane Mack. Every day we're moving toward wellness or away from wellness. I'd like to be your partner in achieving your optimal health and well-being. Contact me now at MaryJaneMack.com or call 425-392-0659. Visit MaryJaneMack.com. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. Yep, you heard me right. We're going to be talking about bugs, viruses, bacteria. Uh, Joined by a physician who does the chasing of these. Guest author and public health physician, Dr. Bonnie Henry, uh, is joining me here today. And we're going to be, perfect time of the year to kind of talk about it. You know, she is someone that is, as I said, a public health physician, but a preventative medicine specialist. 
and she's joining us here today to talk about, you know, what she has learned as a consultant to the World Health Organization, what she has learned about various outbreaks uh, around the world, the Ebola outbreak in Uganda, and much more. And so she's consulted on many, 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 many levels. And interesting enough, I thought about this show that was coming up while I was on the airplane, sitting next to someone that sneezed and coughed the entire time. But I had a great affirmation, and thank goodness I did, because I'm able to talk to you today. Uh, Wow. Thank you, Dr. Bonnie, for joining us here today. We've got a lot to talk about, don't you think? I think so. It's a good time of the year to talk about some of this stuff. So, you know, in, in, you know, in soap and water, a common sense and common sense, how to stay healthy in a germ-filled world, you know, you offer some simple simple rules, but there are certainly some misconceptions. And I, I want to start out with asking you about what the differences are between things like viruses, bacteria, and, you know, what the misconceptions are that we have. For example, someone that has the common cold, you know, what is it that we can learn from that? And the reason I'm asking you is as we were getting on the plane out of, where were we, Washington, D.C., they had signs posted all along the security line that said, if you're sneezing, if you're this, if you're that, don't get on the plane, pretty much. Um, because, you know, maybe you have the swine flu. And honestly, nobody paid any attention to that sign. <laughs> So where do we begin to understand uh, how to stay healthy? Yeah, it's, it's a tough thing. And, you know, this is one of those things that I've learned in my travels around the world um, dealing with infectious disease outbreaks is that people have a, a sense of fear with infectious disease outbreaks because they don't always know what's going on or what the difference is or what they can do. And it's sometimes easier to fight the disease than it is the fear. So mm. this, this book is, a, is an attempt to give people some um, some tools that they can use to keep themselves and their family healthy. And, and that's one of the uh, the key things that we talk about um, is the difference between bacteria and viruses and why we say to do different things for different types of infections. So viruses are, are tiny little packets of genetic material, but they can't live on their own. So they have to invade the cells of, of our bodies and then reproduce themselves and, and cause the infection. And the cold is a common viral infection, and we get lots of uh, cold viruses this time of the year, Um, and the influenza virus is another. It's a virus um, that causes more severe infection in some cases, and I think there's been a lot of concern this year because of this new strain of influenza, the pandemic H1N1, or swine flu, or the the influenza formerly known as swine, as I like to call it, (laughs) and these these are infections that are caused by viruses, so most of the time... We just need to wait them out and let our, our immune system get um, take care of them. But there are a couple of things we can do to prevent ourselves from getting infected in the first place. And, and one of the most important ones is very simple. It's cleaning your hands, washing mm. your hands regularly. And, and for the person sitting next to you, the other really important one is to, to not go out, if you, if, if, particularly if you have a fever, because that's a, that's a sign that your body's probably fighting off an infection and you may be contagious to others. And, you know, the other important thing we've been talking a lot about this year is covering your mouth when you cough and mm. that courtesy to others around you, and it helps prevent viruses and, and other things from being coughed out into the air. 
Well, I have to tell you, I was really thrilled that I was able to sit there and do my taxes because it took my mind off it from, you know, from time to time. I sort of, you know, plugged into the, you know, the sneezing and all of that. Um, but when you're on an airplane like that, boy, I don't know if there's much you can do. No, and you kind of want to offer them a Kleenex or something. But um, I think it raises yeah. the awareness of people of the importance of covering your mouth when you cough is, is, is something that we, we need to do more than um, we have in the past. But we also need to remember that some of the simple things um, are, are really important. And, and one of the big differences is that colds and influenza are caused by viruses. And the, um, people often think that they can take an antibiotic to cure their cold or their flu. It'll make them better. And the reality is the antibiotics don't work for viruses. They only work on bacteria. So we have to be really careful that we don't go out and, and um, take antibiotics for, for a cold or the flu because we can lead to, that can lead to us developing antibiotic-resistant bacteria, which then are, are these superbugs that are very difficult to treat. And, you know, what's really interesting um, is that, you know, there is so much we don't know. We really do. Uh, and washing our hands is something we don't do often enough. I mean, we don't think to wash our hands unless we're in the restroom, and then sometimes we don't even think to do it then. Um, but that is something that you're recommending on, on on a lot of different levels, you know, beyond washing our hands, which... You know, can, how effective are hand sanitizers? That's my question, really. Well, yeah. You know, washing your hands with plain soap and water is, is one of the most effective ways. And anywhere in the world, even if you don't have clean running water, a little bit of soap and, and washing your hands can protect you from infections. And there's been some nice studies that have shown that. So not just colds and flus and respiratory infections, but also diarrhea illnesses that um, get passed on by contaminating our hands and then eating or, or rubbing our face. Um, the, the hand sanitizers are good for when you don't have soap and water around, but they need to have alcohol in it. The alcohol-based ones that are, are 60 to 90% of different types of alcohols, and those ones are really effective at killing bacteria and viruses on your hands, and they work really quickly as long as your hands are clean. So they're not as effective if you have dirt or grease on your hands. So plain soap and water is the best, but if you don't have it around, the alcohol-based hand rubs can do the job. So, you know, um, when I think about what you are sharing and what you've learned, I am struck by, you know, the places you've been. And for those of you just tuning in, Dr. Bonnie Henry is joining us here today. She's got a a great book that's going to help all of us to stay healthy. Um, You know, there are so many things that you've seen across the globe. I mean, really horrific um, illnesses, diseases out there. Uh, and I think that you've seen that as well as what happens here on a day-to-day basis in this country. You know, do the rules pretty much hold up uh, across the globe? Yeah, you know, the one thing I have learned is that when, when things, infectious disease outbreaks happen, it's the same everywhere. And we have the same levels of fear and concern. And, and some of the really basic things that we can do make a difference everywhere. So even in northern Uganda, a place without a lot of running water, without electricity and much of it, um, we use the very simple measures and the very simple things that we use day-to-day here. But we are really lucky in North America for, for a variety of reasons. But one of them is, you know, we have great water systems. So we have access to clean water, which is one of the most healthful things we have. Um, we have good sewer systems, and we have great immunization programs. Um, so we often don't see the diseases that we still see in other parts of the world, and, and immunization 
adoption programs are a good example of, of complacency in some ways. Um, we don't see polio and we don't see children dying from measles anymore. And I have seen those things in other countries. And we now, you know, we have the luxury of being of worried about um, very rare side effects from immunization and because we've forgotten how severe these illnesses can be. When it is, when I, when I think about what you've written and some of the tips, you know, a lot of it, yes, seems like it's com- common sense, um, you know, but a lot of it is some things that we don't know. I think one of the things that you say is don't use soap or detergents with antimicrobials. And I, I, I wish you would say what that means. Yeah, so... Um, <laughs> Plain soap is good, and yeah, nowadays right. we've we've had a lot of, of uh, I don't know. There's been a lot of advertising around um, toothpaste, uh, hand soaps, uh, dishwashing liquids that have antibacterial agents. Okay, and, there we go. And, yeah, and these are chemicals that have some effect uh, of killing bacteria, but they don't work on uh, viruses or parasites or anything else. And, and soaps really work and detergents work by mechanical action. So they bind with the, the oils on our skin and they lift away whatever's on our skin, you know, uh, microbes as well as dirt, and then you wash them away under the water. And you don't need the antibacterial agents. And they don't work on viruses anyway. But the, the Wow, they don't really? See, no, I think we they think they work, work on, on everything. <laughs> That's right. And then... You know, they, they can persist on our skin, and they, we now know that these chemicals can get into our environment, and we found them in water, we found them in soil. They've done some studies now that, that women have them in breast milk, which we don't need. And they can, what happens is they, they're, they're such a low level that the bacteria can develop resistance. And then you, you get the evolution again of superbugs that are resistant to antibiotics. And if we get infected with one of those bugs, it's very difficult to treat. I'm going to say something that's going to scare you. Are you ready? Uh-oh. Yeah, I know. I know you're going to, like, come after me. When I grew up, um, one of the things that my stepmom did that we all kind of got trained in, and this was long before we had the update we have, she would take Clorox, and she would use Clorox for just about everything. But I'm not talking <laughs> about, like, big, full strain. You know what I mean? I'm not taking talking like, oh, we're going to... She would take a very, very small amount of it and dilute it in a very large amount of water. Was she out of her mind or what? <laughs> well, you know what? Clorox uh, wor- uh, bleach works really well for killing um, all kinds of microbes on surfaces. But I wouldn't ever drink it, even really dilute, or use it on my skin because it can be very irritating and, and uh, um, cause um, a reaction of the skin. But it's great for around the kitchen, so a dilute form of, of bleach, washing off your, your cutting boards and your counters and high-touch areas around the house works just fine. Okay, so this is really, I love this conversation. We're, we're going to learn <laughs> so much from talking with you today. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, Dr. Bonnie Henry is joining us here today on the show and author of Soap and Water and Common Sense, How to Stay Healthy in a Germ-Filled World. If you have questions, want to give us a shout, 1-800-930-2819. I'm sure you do. 1-800-930-2819. We would love to hear your questions, and we would love to make sure that we get your questions on air. Just give the questions to Valerie when you call in. We'll be right back with the Dr. Pat Show. Reach your full potential and increase energy with the superfood of the Inca, maca magic. 
Maca naturally balances hormones, relieves symptoms of PMS, menopause, and erectile dysfunction. Maca increases energy, stamina, and endurance without caffeine. Visit MacaRoot.com. That's M-A-C-A root.com. Call 541-846-6222. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. Products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Do you like where your health and looks are headed? Or are you ready for a total transformation? Your dollars and days off have never been more precious, so why waste them on anything other than lasting, real rejuvenation? Sure, there are expensive spa vacations, and then there's total transformation. Join best-selling author Kat James in a gorgeous mountain setting where you'll learn the very food and self-care principles that transformed her beyond recognition without self-deprivation. Break free from the food and beauty self-sabotage and spend five days with the woman Self Magazine calls a master of self-transformation. You will even celebrate the new you with a world-class makeover and photo shoot. Want a total transformation but can't afford to get away? Attend Cat's teleprogram from your home via computer or phone. Make 2009 your year for total transformation. Call us at 877-54-TOTAL or visit us at totaltransformation.com. Margaret McElroy is an internationally recognized psychic, medium, and gifted spiritual teacher graduating hundreds of students from five continents, a popular magazine and newspaper clairvoyant from nearly a dozen publishing houses, she's authored eight books and hosted syndicated radio shows on over 30 stations around the world. Margaret says there's never been such a thirst for metaphysical knowledge. Check out her website at margaretmcelroy.com. That's margaret, M-C-E-L-R-O-Y.com. Did you know Greek Oats Yogurt is a good source of protein? Each serving of Greek Oats Yogurt provides 5 grams of protein. When you consume Greek Oats Yogurt 3 times a day, you're getting more than 20% of the daily recommended protein value. That's great news. So don't forget to pack a Greek Oats Yogurt for lunch today. For more information, visit GreekOatsYogurt.com and Analuke.com. Athletes, diabetics, moms, let me tell you about a new high-tech energy gel called Chocolate Number no. 9. Chocolate Number no. 9 is made with only organic agave and the finest dark roast Belgian cocos. Number 9 contains no refined sugar. Number 9 is a certified low glycemic index item, and best of all, Chocolate Number no. 9 simply tastes great. Find out more at chocolatenumber9.com or call 866-999-1909. That's 866-999-1909. Welcome back, everyone. For more information about The Dr. Pat Show, go to www.thedrpatshow.com or drpatlive.com, drpatlive.com. Joining me here today is Dr. Bonnie Henry. We're talking about soap and water and common sense, how to stay healthy in a germ-filled world. And there are some things that I'm learning about here that we don't, well, actually, we need to be reminded of. Uh, You know, Dr. I want to ask you, Dr. Bonnie, about what are some of the, what I would consider to be the greatest misconceptions we have about germs and bugs and staying healthy. What do you you get faced with, questions you get faced with most often that you say, uh, you know, that's not really true? 
Yeah, well, one of the, the common ones that we mentioned earlier was about the fact that people think that if you take antibiotics, it's going to make your cold go away faster, or you're going to make you better from, from influenza and viral infections. So we, we often get mixed up between viruses and bacteria and, and parasites and fungus, you know, the, the four main categories of, of bugs that can cause illness. And antibiotics really only work for bacteria. So that was one of the most common things that uh, I get asked about all the time. One of the other ones, though, is that people think um, that over-the-counter cold medications will actually cure their infection as well, and and they don't, but they can help us um, sort of weather the symptoms when, uh, when we have a cold, um, so things like cough medications and, and decongestants and things like that, although we do need to be careful, and we, we've now come to realize that in young children under the age of six, they probably don't have much effect, and they shouldn't be used in young children because they can actually get toxic from them. They, they can overdose on, on very small doses of it. So we should just stick with the, um, stick with the fever medications in young children. Hmm. Uh, you know, there are a couple things that I, I talked about this weekend, did a talk this weekend at uh, Green Festival in New York, and we were talking about water and talking about the fact that uh, every 15 seconds a child dies from water, I want to just call it contamination. I don't have a better word for it. Um, I mean, that's sort of the extreme of what we hear about with contamination, I think, in different parts of the world. Um, And yet, at the same time, we sort of have this worry here in this country of contamination uh, in our water supply, in our food supply. Uh, And I wanted to ask you, if there is a misconception or confusion around that, those levels of bacteria, you know, the scare we had, the food scare, the pet scare, the pet yeah, food sure. scare, for example, how do we, how do we talk about these things? And, you know, what is it that we should know that is truly harmful to us here in, in this country to begin with? Yeah, and I, I think those are really good questions because in many parts of the world, they don't have um, safe water systems where their water is treated. And, and you're right, children, um, particularly you know, young children, die from infections that they pick up from drinking water just to stay alive. So we don't see that very often here. And, and luckily, we don't get a lot of water contamination in, in North America. But our food system is a different story. Now that uh, our food supply is really globalized and very complex, we may not even realize where um, things that are even labeled local come from. And one of the, the classic examples was in the past couple of years, we've had outbreaks of people getting sick with uh, a bacteria called salmonella yeah. and with a, a bacteria called shigella, is another one, mm. from eating organic uh, vegetables and fruits that they thought came from their own state. But in the end, uh, when we investigated these infections, um, often they were mixed in with other um, spinach comes to mind and tomatoes. With tomatoes or spinach that came from many other parts of North America and from Mexico and had been mixed in with local produce. So we need to be really careful and, and know that our food supply is not as simple as it used to be. And we may be exposing ourselves to to parasites, for example, that we never see in our local environment. So it's very important to wash things carefully before we eat them, particularly if we're eating them raw, and to to wash our hands after handling meat so that we don't contaminate um, uh, other parts of uh, other bits in our meals, especially our vegetables. Well, do I dare ask about sushi? Well, 
<laughs> Do I dare uh, like talk sushi with you? Yes, you know I eat. It's sushi. one of my favorite. Okay, that's the good news. I, Yay. I do eat sushi, but okay. I'm careful about it. And I think the the thing is to to know where you can get uh, reputable uh, fish uh, and. Uh, raw fish sushi, and knowing that it's been handled carefully, and there has been outbreaks related to, to raw fish in many parts of the world. So I don't eat raw shellfish, for example, if I'm traveling in Southeast Asia, because I'm not sure where it came from and how well it's been uh, uh, monitored. But I, I'm pretty good about it here in the Pacific Northwest, yeah. because I think we have some great <laughs> shellfish. Yeah. And we know that our, um, particularly our oyster beds are monitored very carefully for, for signs of infection, and um, there are some kinds of infection that have been uh, contaminating our oysters in this part of the world in the, in the last few years, probably related to the warming of the ocean. Yeah, don't so, you think? Yeah. That's that's a whole other conversation, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Mm. But we, ha- we see a bacteria now called Vibrio, Vibrio parahemolyticus, a fancy name, but it can get into to the oysters and you don't even notice it. They look fresh and look fine, but it can cause a, um, diarrhea and, and mm. a numbness illness. Wow. We need to be careful about that. Are they monitoring that at all in, in, in the oyster beds, at least here in the uh, you know Pacific Northwest? I don't think they're doing much monitoring in they, other they places, but now. I don't know. Yeah, so this is, uh, this is good. Is it good? In the last okay. couple of years, um, because we started to see some people get sick with these infections, there's been a really good monitoring program put in place in, in all parts of the Pacific Northwest and Canada and the U.S. side. So um, that I'm, I'm more confident in. In, but I'd be very careful where I ate raw seafood. Um, there are a lot of viruses, particularly like um, hepatitis, that can, hepatitis A, that can be contracted from eating contaminated raw seafood and contaminated water. So if you're going to be traveling places and these are things that you like to do, you should look into things like getting immunized against hepatitis A so that you don't get sick from that. Okay, so very interesting. So I want to talk about, you know, something that I think all of us have kind of grown up with. And that is, oh, you're sick, you're going to go out and you're going to get something over the counter. I'm not mentioning any um, brand names. Mm -hmm. But you know, it comes in the form of either cough medicine, cough suppressants. Boy, there's a whole like, I don't even I don't even know them all, but you know what I'm trying to say. There are yeah. a gazillion of them. There's a pill. There's a potion. There's probably a lotion you can buy. But all of this is, okay, I'm sick, and now I run out there, and, you know, I've got about a $30 bill, and I'm going to be kind of loading myself up. <laughs> She's true. laughing at me. <laughs> I, I'm laughing because I've had a little bit of a cold, and the first yeah. thing I did was go to the drugstore, and there's a whole wall yes. <laughs> of medications, and how do you pick? I don't know. And you know what? Um, one of the things that I've learned in places where I've not had access to all that is that the most important things are rest and, and getting lots of fluids mm-hmm. and something for your fever. If you have a fever, it, it is a good idea to treat that. Um, everything else... What, what, do you, what are we going to treat the fever with? Yeah, you know, Feed the, a cold, the, starve a fever? I don't you know. <laughs> I mean, I've done all of that. Yeah, you know, I, I looked up that to try and find out what was the evidence <laughs> behind feeding the cold and starving a fever. And there actually isn't any that I could find, except oh. that, that people who have a fever often lose their appetite and don't feel too hungry. So, you know, keeping liquids down is really important because you lose a lot of fluid when you have a fever. So um, sipping in on, I'm a big believer in soups and, and or juices and Keeping yourself hydrated is really important. But the other things that we can use are acetaminophen um, mm-hmm. and, and ibuprofen, and those are pretty pretty good and they're safe. Can you do generic with those? 
Because, you yep. know, we're all like, oh, generic is cheaper, which it's super cheaper if you're buying generic. Yeah, you know, I don't think there's any difference to those mm-hmm. um, types of medications. You know, particularly the ibuprofen comes in a variety of different forms. So does acetaminophen these days. The only thing to be careful about is um, in children under the age of 16, we don't want to treat uh, uh, a fever infection with, uh-huh. with ASA, with, um, with acid. Okay. Right. Because um, there had, has been very rare, but an association between treating children with ASA and, and a, a very unusual thing called Rye syndrome that um, most of the time they get better from, but, but can be fatal. So mm. we stay away from ASA in young children and stick to the acetaminophen or ibuprofen. Let's talk a minute since we're talking about fevers and since I've got you on the line here, which is good, uh, you know, for me to get some information. There are low-grade fevers and there are high-grade fevers. Mm-hmm. I was told like a couple of decades ago that uh, because of a very high fever I had, and, a, and it was very high, and, and I was actually home alone and really didn't feel like taking care of it, that I probably blew out my little smelling organ up in my head and you know i mean are those really truths or what does a high fever do what you know what is what sh- why should we be mindful of a high fever and then what should we do well a high fever is usually an indication that you have an infection mm-hmm. it doesn't tell it tell you whether it's a bacterial infection okay. or a viral infection okay both can cause a high fever and influenza is one of the classic ones that causes um, often causes a, a high fever so somewhere around 102 to 104 degrees Fahrenheit, that's quite common with, with influenza. Um, and it's your body's way of trying to react to this foreign um, bug that's causing, it, um, you to, to, that's causing the infection, and it's your immune system's reaction to it. But you don't need, we used to be concerned about whether treating the fever, bringing the fever down, would make it more difficult for your body to fight off the infection. So we don't think that anymore. Um, it's it, it's actually good to treat a fever, to, to bring your fever down. Um, it makes you feel better, for one thing, but it, it also helps prevent things like seizures, which can uh-huh. happen if you have a very high fever. But even a low-grade fever can be a sign of infection. So it's a sign that you need to to figure out if something's going on with your body. <laughs> All um, right. and, you know, I, I don't know that it would cause... The fever itself probably didn't cause the, the smell, um, lost, but it may have been the infection you had that caused that. Well, there you go. That led to the fever. In the first there case. you go. I mean, this is what we're figuring out here. Lots of information. Dr. Bonnie Henry joining us the, today. The book is Soap and Water and Common Sense, How to Stay Healthy in a Germ-Filled World. When we come back, we're going to be talking about our animal friends. What role do they play in giving us a cold or not? Can they carry bacteria? If so, what is it? And what is the difference between organic versus non-organic food? Stay tuned. We've got discussions and answers about all of that. We'll be right back with yeah. Be a part of intimate conversations with women's health pioneer, Dr. Christian Northrup, and lifestyle expert Cheryl Richardson as they take your questions and discuss the pitfalls and pleasures of practicing good self-care. This all-day event will help you create a life of health and happiness. It features individual presentations by each author, as well as a joint appearance. Join us in Boston on October 17th for an empowering event. Visit hayhouse.com for seats. Do you suffer from insomnia, body aches, fatigue, brain fog, digestive problems, weight gain, or anxiety? You may be dealing with unmanaged stress. 
The Stress Detective looks for the hidden messages within your stress and partners with you to create a wellness program to dismantle stress from the inside out. Learn to manage your stress and you can stop illness in its tracks. Call Susan Tyler at 888-629-4949 or visit stressdetective.net. Perfco Green. Biodegradable by nature, green by choice. Traditional trash bags stay in our landfills and pollute the earth for over 800 years or more. Perfco Green trash bags disappear naturally within two years and leave nothing harmful behind. Convert your home, school, and business to Perfco Green. Now available at Walgreens, Amazon.com, Office Max, and other local stores. Visit PerfGoGreen.com. That's P-E-R-F, GoGreen.com. Now is the time for you to create the life you want to live. Tap into unlimited possibilities and be the masterpiece you're meant to be. Hi, I'm Dr. Melody Ivory, your personal growth expert and co-host of the Breakthrough Interview Series, Step Into Your Full Greatness on the Dr. Pat Show. With the eye of an artist, the heart of a poet, and the brilliance of a scientist, I'll show you how to dig up the road, pave the road, walk the road, and be the road to your full greatness. I'll tell you what the secret didn't tell you, which myths hold you back, and what hidden talents and skills you need to thrive in these challenging times. I'll help you easily transform your life from the inside out. Now is the time to get to where you really want to be, and I'm here to help you get there. Listen to Step Into Your Full Greatness on the Dr. Pat Show and go to MelodyIvory.com for free articles, poetry, and affirmations. That's MelodyIvory.com. Hi, I'm Teresa Gertz, and I was a winner of Dr. Pat's Makeover 2009. While a part of me set aside expectations of winning, another part of me started to act as if I'd already won by taking steps on my own in the areas of my life that I wanted to change. This was the most important piece for me. I continue to benefit from the makeover, and I'm oh so grateful to be back on track and paying it forward to my community. Visit drpatsmakeover.com for information and entry form. That's drpatsmakeover.com. Germs, 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 much too small to see. Germs, 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 always inside of me. Germs, 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 much too small to see. Germs, 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 always inside of me. Oh, isn't that a tune to remember? Yes, indeed. And, yep, we do know the germ story. Uh, Dr. Bonnie Henry joining me here today. What do you think of that little tune, Dr. Bonnie? I think it's great. <laughs> <laughs> it is and a it's cutie. So that, you know, bacteria are on us all the time, and they do good things, too. So, you know, they help us digest food and stuff like that. So that's a cute song. It's a, it's a cutie, isn't it? But, you know, part of this is sort of growing up in this extreme fear of germs and trying to handle this in a, in a really health conscious way without, without, you know, growing up as uh, you know, somebody that uh, has to wear gloves or something. Um, but there are some misconceptions that you're clearing up in the book. Let's talk about organic foods for a minute before we talk about our pets. Um, organic versus non-organic foods. I mean, most of us that eat organic foods, we eat them for a certain reason, but there may be some misconceptions. Could you talk a little bit about that? Well, well, people think that organic means free of bugs, and that's just 
not true. And as a matter of fact... There's more bugs. um, In some cases, there may be more because the fertilizers that they use are often natural, which means manure in many ways, Mm. in many cases. And and that um, that can introduce bacteria or viruses onto the, the fruit and vegetables. So it may be good in a variety of ways to eat organic, but it doesn't mean it's free of bugs. So you still need to wash it carefully or cook it appropriately before you eat. Should I go out and get a UV light? Mm, that's a good question. I mean, it is There's a good a question. Lot of bacteria and viruses that are killed very nicely by UV light out in the in the air, for example. But it doesn't do everything. And uh, well, I, tell me what it extent, misses. Could well, you tell me what it misses? It's not going to. It's not going to get. Uh, the bugs that are um, in and around an apple core, for example. Oh, right, 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 <laughs> right. So you, it'll only uh, affect things that are floating in the air. Right, so right. So it can be helpful. We use them in, in tuberculosis hospitals, for right. example, because TB is a bug that can live in the air for several hours. Right. And it's nicely affected by, by ultraviolet light. It can be killed quite quickly. But most things, it's not going to have that great an effect for. Mm. Yeah, an interesting conversation about that. And, you know, we do need to wash our food, whether it's organic or or non-organic. But, you know, you're absolutely right. Okay, tell us about our animal friends. Well, one of the things that, uh, that um, has happened in the last well, decade or so is that we've seen people become ill from contact with their animals and with the pet treats and things that, that they give their animals. And there's you know, nothing against having cats and dogs particularly, but, you know, animals can um, live with certain bacteria that don't make them sick or viruses and some that do. And it's a myth to think that our dogs and cats don't get sick, that uh-huh. they have something in their saliva or something in their gut that prevents them from getting sick because they do get sick often with the same things that we do. Really? So we've wow. We've seen outbreaks of um, a bacteria called salmonella, which causes uh, stomach cramps and diarrhea. And one of the cases, it was traced back to animals that were eating pig's ear treats that had been contaminated with salmonella. And so the um, people would be playing with their dog and, and this treat and then not washing their hands before they um, either made food or, or ate and became sick with salmonella as well. And the dogs can get very sick with it too. So the, big, the important thing is to, to be careful and watch for if your dog's showing signs of, of diarrhea or things like that, they need to go see a vet. But you need to wash your hands anytime you play with the dog or, or your, any of your pets, um, particularly before you prepare or eat food. Um, when we think about the overall health picture, you really laid out so much for us to think about. But, you know, we also have some other misconceptions about pasteurized versus unpasteurized milk and much more. And you cover this in the book. Um, you know, as you step back, what are you most concerned about, about uh, Dr. Henry, as we move forward? Well, I think, you know, one of the things that this book was an attempt to do was give people some basics so that they don't actually, we don't need to be fearful about bugs and germs and um, viruses and bacteria. And we have some really simple things that we can do on a regular basis that will keep us and our, our family healthy as much as we can. It doesn't, you know, there's always things that we can't, we can't predict, like the person sitting next to us on the airplane, but we can do our best with some very simple things so that um, we have the knowledge we need to, to protect ourselves. When we think about sort of the rise in concern we have about our health and well-being, 
you know, uh, and, you know, someone had talked to me uh, the other day. It isn't just about the bugs in the air. It's also about, you know, the level of uh, safety issues we have around sex. And I wanted to have a conversation around that because it's almost as if that has fallen to the wayside right now. You know, we used to have those conversations when folks were really scared about AIDS. But it's it's almost as if, as if we're not having them anymore. And I wanted to ask you about it. Well, there is a section that I talk about in the book about sexually transmitted infections. And, and you're right. I think um, a lot of our fear and concern about them has fallen away because we've had treatments for some, um, but also because the whole sector of HIV and AIDS, in at least in North America, is now seen as a treatable disease. But people forget that wow. it is still a lifelong disease. And some of the most important things we can do to protect ourselves are to use condoms to use barriers to protect ourselves from, from infection. And it, it certainly is a life-threatening disease. I think we forgot about that. You know, we have the luxury of, of having access to medications for many people here. But, you know, the, the concerning thing in North America is that there are probably um, as many as 25% of people who are positive with HIV don't even know it and uh, wow. have never been tested. So you, you can never be sure that your your sexual partner is free of, of uh, some of these viral illnesses. Mm. Mm. Wow. Thank you for joining us here today. What's the best way for people to find out more about you and to get a copy of the book? Well, it's, uh, the book is available at bookstores, but um, also on the website of www.anansi, it's A-N-A-N-S-I dot C-A. Thank you for joining us. What's your personal message for folks today? Uh, you know, wash your hands, cover your mouth when you cough, and stay home when you're sick, and that's going to get us through the next few months, and we'll do well for the rest of our lives. All right, Dr. Bonnie Henry, everybody, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for joining us here today, Dr. Henry. We thank learned you. a lot, boy. I know I learned a lot. Uh, get to Clorox out when I get home. No, I'm just kidding. Um, and don't forget tonight uh, at 6 o'clock Pacific time on bbsradio.com, Linda Dickinson. We've got a full hour of Linda Dickinson, psychic readings, and much more. Until tomorrow, remember that everything you do in life is important. Whether you think, whether or not you think you're important or whether or not you think you have a purpose, you do have a purpose. The air you breathe and what you represent in this world is so important. If you've heard something today, please make sure you share it. And don't forget to go to the Holistic Makeover. Go to drpatsmakeover.com and sign up. There's time to join the many, many people that have already submitted their applications across the globe to create that transformation from the inside out, to do something amazing in the world, to work with some of the top people we have so that you can live life full out. Until next time, or maybe later on today, remember you are truly loved and blessed. Have a great day.